Hello everyone, welcome to the happiest pod on earth. I'm Ariel. And I'm Steph. And we are Disney fans, but we are really so much more than that. Like I'm a licensed therapist who uses clients' passions and fandoms to help them grow and heal from trauma and mental unwellness. And I'm an educator who uses passions and fandoms to help my students grow and learn about themselves and the world around them. Here at Happiest Pod, it's a place where we dissect Disney mediums with a critical lens. Why? Because just like we are more than just fans, we expect more from the mediums we consume. So Steph, what Disney media experience are we dissecting and sharing today? It is definitely an experience and it's one that we've heard before and many of you might have been going through but we are going to be talking about my first trip back to Disneyland with a baby. It's been a while. First time with a baby of my own. I was thinking about this and there have been many times that I've gone with my nieces, my nephews, um, other kids, friends of, you know, uh, friends of mine that have kids but going yourself with a baby, your own baby, is kind of a whole different ballgame. Did going with those other babies give you at least some idea of how to prep or what you needed to to like consider? Or because they had other caregivers, maybe you only focused on like small certain parts? Oh, absolutely. I think I always kind of watched like how many bags did they take? Are they overpacking? <laughs> did they have enough food for them? Are their kids picky? I always take those things in consideration just because for me, it's like going on a field trip um, with other kids. So whenever I'm on a field trip with my students, I have to make sure that, you know, I have their emergency stuff. Like I have kids medicines. I do a head count, which I always did when we traveled with a big group of kids at Disneyland. We always made sure like one, two, three, four, five. Okay, we have everybody. We're good. Um <laughs> Thankfully, I was just responsible for my one child who is mobile, but still can be in a stroller. Um, When I go with my nieces and nephews, many of them are walking now. They are, you know, Mm -hmm. elementary school age. So Mm -hmm. for them, it's more of, you know, what rides are they scared of? What rides do they like? What experiences and characters do they identify with as opposed to... um, bringing a baby, which is really what is safe and what won't upset them throughout the day because you want to have a good day too. You're talking about, you know, a baby that's non nonverbal. So yes. <laughs> it, it really, and because this is, you know, your son's very first time, very, very first time, everything is a, is a reaction. None of it everything. is like recall memory or, or no. response um, to like, oh, this is something I've seen before and it's familiar and comforting. It is yeah. brand new like sensory information for him. Mm-hmm. And even during the pandemic, I know we mentioned in another episode that we had visited downtown Disney before when he was much, much younger, maybe a couple months old. And we were able to do... Um, Taste of Disney, which was the food event at California Adventure. So many of these sites might be the same, but his his eye development wasn't there yet. So he might not even have remembered that he was watching Cars Lander. He might okay. not even remember that there was a big Ferris wheel that was in front of him. Because the the visual perception is up close, right? And even color recognition. Yeah. And on top of that, there's no real like character interaction. So there wasn't anybody getting in his face or I wasn't bringing him into anything that was in front of him that he might have recognized. So really, it was a new experience for him overall, aside from the fact that um, he was maybe used to the noise. I think that was the only thing that was familiar to him. And this is slightly different experience, I think, that you've had, but probably similar. Because you're a military wife, one of the experiences that I have had with um, other military wives who've had 
infants and, you know, their partners returning um, is that uh, there's stranger shock, even though mm. this is their parent, because they don't recognize that face. And yeah. and even if they met them as an infant, even into two or three, now, because they have the ability to recognize faces, this one doesn't look familiar. It's scary. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I I mentioned that because um, the reunification process with families is like mm -hmm. really informing the service member that that this is a likely thing to happen. And it has nothing to do with a rejection to you. It has everything to do with the baby doesn't know you, doesn't know your face. <laughs> yeah, it's just not familiar. And those are the things that he was experiencing during um, COVID because his dad was on mission and he was traveling mm -hmm. to different parts of California. So there were stretches of time, weeks, months that he didn't see them. And then when we were reunited together, he was really only going by his sense of smell, I think. And it took maybe like a couple minutes, maybe sometimes an hour, sometimes a couple hours for him to really get used to the fact that this is not a stranger this is somebody who I can trust and mm -hmm. somebody who kind of smells like me but not really <laughs> especially since he's had been you know my uh, husband had been living in a hotel for a lot of these months out of the year so he kind of had that hotel smell uh, for a while and um, you know it wasn't necessarily that skin to skin smell that they probably that my son was used to right after birth um, but yeah that's a real thing and um, this this could have been a, a very different situation had we had not set up the correct parameters. And I think just to set up for our listeners context, uh, my son is 14 months old, so he's a little over a year. Um, he's beginning to say some words, not a lot. He knows some sign language when it comes to food, so he knows when to ask for more. Um, he knows when he's done. We know his nonverbal cues when he's finished eating, when he's cranky. Um, mm -hmm. we've, we've kind of gone through these routines with him, um, not just at home, but when we eat at restaurants outside. So really, that was a lot of context that I was bringing into coming into Disneyland. And okay. thankfully, kind of thankfully, that we had been traveling so much during um, the pandemic, visiting his dad over at um, his hotels. I was used to putting him in the car. Those things don't bother him anymore because he had been conditioned to know that that's a normal thing. So... That in itself was easy for me to transition to because he had had those experiences. Yeah, I think that's a really good thing to note because um, sometimes, uh, uh, and particularly new parents um, or parents that haven't been around a lot of children but just, just their own, uh, mm -hmm. forget the awareness of um, essentially desensitizing um, your yeah. child to some of the things that are going to be normalized for them, like being put in a car seat, like mm -hmm. uh, long rides. Um, some kids like those rides put them to sleep and it's fine, but others it's uh, too much noise from the freeway. Mm -hmm. It could be like the sound of the air conditioning or unable to like regulate their body temperature and yeah. so caregivers have to really like zero in on those cues definitely and i always wonder now why don't they make car seats more breathable my son is a sweaty <laughs> mess sometimes and it's been like 100 degrees here in sweaty la baby. he is like you can see the sweat marks just like there forever in his car seat and you know they recommend that children are rear facing up until 20 pounds um, or until they're like two years old. Mm -hmm. So he's going to be rear facing for quite a bit, but I don't have a vent that goes to <laughs> that side from of my chair. car from the chair. <laughs> and I'm like, how do I make my son not a sweaty mess? But, you know, hey, people who make car seats, 
please fix this. <laughs> yeah. And it's not like you could really put a fan near him because for some kids, the fan's a very fascinating moving thing oh and they want to touch it. Yes. And I will mention, <laughs> I'm going to talk about fans, portable fans later. Um, okay. <laughs> one of the experiences we had. Um, but yeah. <laughs> so in uh, essentially in planning for this trip, what exactly did you have to do? Okay. So I really had to like take myself out of I was a former annual pass holder. I have my routines in the park. I know which rides I want to go to. I haven't been on these things since before I was pregnant. All that out the window. So so the managing the expectations and not yes. only using memory recall and history because this is new experience. A brand new experience, not just because, you know, we're coming out of pandemic. The parks are different now. The way you navigate the parks are certainly different. And seeing the cues that you had for me <laughs> last time, um, and also the experience that I've had going to downtown Disney frequently, um, just to you know curb my appetite for Disney stuff, um, <laughs> I had to put all of those experiences together. And also um, knowing that we were at a theme park, we are not going to be in the comfort of having a hotel like right next to us. We can't just take a break. Um, when we want. So the comfort level definitely had to be as amped up for my son as much as possible, which means that I had to give up a couple of things. But it was totally fine knowing that this was like a trial run for us. Like if if I were to maybe do like a Disney World experience, that would all ride on how he reacted at our trip that day. And then even even further further back in prep, um, did you consider your um, you and your husband's vaccination status as part of PrEP? Because you obviously can't have your son vaccinated. He's not 12 or older. Yes, absolutely. Um, I mean, my husband was working a vaccination mission, so he had been vaccinated. One of the first ones when they originally um, opened it up to military service members. And when they opened it up to educators, I was one of the first ones to get it right away. So that already was a layer of comfort that I had for myself, knowing that there are people at the park that were not vaccinated. And also um, the fact that Disney is making um, it uh, necessary for you to reserve tickets at the park for capacity mm -hmm. that made it easier and I knew that I was going to be going on a weekday had I known all of the experiences that many of my friends had on the weekends and because we follow Disney blogs we follow mm -hmm. Disney YouTube there was just too many people there for my comfort so <laughs> okay, I knew okay. in that preparation and even buying and reserving our tickets that I was going on a Monday after many of the school districts had gone back to school I was me and my husband were both taking a day off mm -hmm. and making sure that there were not that many people at the park okay and and I'm curious because um some of this sounds like prep for you uh did you share these ideas with your husband did he come up with ideas like how did that sort of partnership go because sometimes when people vacation or go on theme parks they really just rely on one person to be sort of the mm -hmm. planner and sometimes it's a joint effort um mm -hmm. so for the two of you what's comfort and what what made this process at least a little bit easier I mean, for us, we were both annual pass holders for so long. So going to Disneyland is kind of like second nature to us now. Um, Sundays were our day back then. Sundays were our day to just like hang out, be at the park. This was when there were way less people going to the park at the time. Like you were never at capacity, even with like um, Oogie Boogie Bash happening during Halloween or maybe even like the holiday season. We as uh, pass holders and also having military passes for the last couple of years, we knew what days to go and what days not to go. We always 
knew never to go on a Saturday or a Friday night because we would probably never be able to go on the rides we wanted to. It was always a Sunday or a random day that we had off. Um, Sometimes I have uh, random days off at school that allow me to um, go to, you know, the parks or go somewhere else. And our planning is always 50-50. We don't really have a designation of who takes care of what, but it's mainly whoever has the capacity to be on their computer at the time is going to be booking the tickets um, or whoever has like the information. Normally it's uh, an event that one of us sees on social media and say, hey, why don't we go to Disneyland at this time? And then we go from there. And then I'm, I I mean, I'm curious. uh, So for your planning of your trip, um, did you like set some goals or visualize for yourself what you wanted to do or how how did the two of you kind of decide like uh Disneyland with baby (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean a lot of it really had to do with me initiating what I wanted to do last time I was at Disneyland I was six months pregnant and I couldn't ride like any of the rides I basically (laughs) had to treat myself like I had a child already with me because a lot of these things made me so nauseous. I think one of the rides that I didn't think was going to make me nauseous but did was the inside out like balloon ride at <laughs> California Adventure. Yeah. It's not that crazy, guys. It's just it's just you go around. It's like the it's like Dumbo. It's like um what's in a, like the rockets in Tomorrowland. You just go around. It lasts maybe 2 to 5 minutes and I felt like I was going to throw up everything in existence it was the worst feeling and ariel knows like i have a pretty strong stomach i can go on roller coasters no problem Um, i don't get motion sickness very often the only time i'm really like that bad is when i have probably way too much to drink but it's been a while (laughs) since that's happened so really my husband was like what do you want to do because you haven't had a full disney experience in more than two years Mm -hmm. so what what do you want to experience and i definitely wanted to do the new rides um rise of the resistance over at california or at uh, at batu star wars land and web slingers at avengers campus at california adventure okay okay so um got your two rides uh, and those rides involve queues yes they involve queues which is a new thing for me i had no freaking idea what I was doing I was only going off of what Ariel was telling me like how to like go and then um our friend Billy who had gone in his experience so I was like you know what Jesus take the wheel on this one because (laughs) I'm gonna need it and so that morning um okay so let's let's go back a little bit um my uh, my husband he works over in Orange County, basically Los Alamitos, which is uh, a base that's not that far from there. And, and for for um, our listeners who aren't uh, from California or uh, SoCal, how far away is that from where you're living and where Disneyland is? Yes, so we're from. I'm living. It's about a forty five to hour and a half drive, depending on traffic, every single day. So he drives quite a bit. And because we knew we were going to Disneyland on a Monday, he has a buddy that lives in Garden Grove. Garden Grove is like two townships over, maybe one township over. Um, And it takes about 10 to 12 minutes to get to Disneyland (laughs) from his place. So in order for us to maximize our experience, because it was our first time going back, we stayed at his buddy's place and it made 
a world of difference. Okay. A world of difference. I did not have to get up at five o'clock in the butt crack of dawn <laughs> to get all my stuff ready. Um, and like Wake the baby. Wake the baby, all that, put him in the car, like crying and screaming. None of that happened. I opened my eyes at 6.50, waited on my phone for 10 minutes to the dot, and I tried to get on Rise of the Resistance through my Disneyland app. And I was freaking out. Why was I freaking out? Because that crap was not working. Was it crashing on you? It wasn't crashing on me. So the app was working fine. I was able to go. um, When you go into join virtual queue, it says, oh, you don't have a queue available. You press a button that says join virtual queue. Oh, it doesn't look like there are any tickets linked for today. What? What What are you talking about? I'm like, so you're telling me that I this reservation that I had made a month in advance is not there. Is that what you're telling me right now? Does not exist. And then so all of a sudden, like, ding, 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 like all of these like warning signs like pop up in my head. So I like um, I close the app. I open it again. I close the app. I open it again. And it just kept giving me that message. 701, 702, 703. And I knew how like intense this gets sometimes. And like I watch people who are like and you were telling me everyone was on their phone at seven o'clock, like Mm. trying to get in their boarding passes. And I'm like, what is happening? So. I was like, you know what, let's just shut off my phone. And you guys know when you shut off your phone, it's about like a two to five minute process. I shut my phone off. I had to restart my phone, make sure I was on Wi-Fi. And, you know, we have pretty strong Wi-Fi at um, my husband's buddy's place. So I waited like in silence while everybody was still sleeping. And I'm like, okay, let's try this one more time. And finally, at 7-11, it recognized my tickets and I was able to join a boarding group and it was only boarding group 66. (laughs) Wow. We weren't even in the hundreds yet. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, I guess it was, it was a Monday. It was a weekday. It was a Monday. It was was a a weekday. And and school started. So other, so all the young, youngins are are in school. Mm -hmm. Okay. So so probably a lot lower capacity. So less people you're attempting to Try and beat to the queue. All right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it finally got in. And then, because <laughs> I'm like waking up, my husband, like, something's going on. Like, I don't know what's happening. This is not, uh. and then he has no idea of the process. Like he doesn't even have like a minuscule <laughs> amount of the knowledge that I have heard from you and from our friends about this. So he has no freaking idea what's happening. And he's just like, oh, just try again. Just try again. And I'm like, I am trying again. <laughs> okay, so, so the, the anxiety that I usually have it's <laughs> gifted to you yes. and again aj it's just cool cool as a cucumber cool as a cucumber not even awake my son was like not even awake either um and and the place we were at um our friend's house they have central air we do not have central air at my personal house because it's a much older house mm-hmm. so they were both sleeping so soundly so nicely enjoying like the air and the cool breeze <laughs> here i'm like sweating bullets because i don't know what's happening and like you know all of this like rides and i only had two goals everyone <laughs> so if one of these goals didn't work it was kind of going to dictate what was going to happen at 12 o'clock when i tried a web slinger so we got in and we were like okay it's all good we can get up start to get ready and everything and yeah i mean we we had uh we had the idea to get mickey waffles okay. because i remember okay so a little bit of backstory 
we have not had breakfast in the park for a very long time. Oh yeah, because we live so far. And um, and even if you were going, the most of the joints are closed. Yeah, uh, in the park, it was really just breakfast on uh, in downtown Disney. When I mm-hmm. went, I I found no breakfast places that were open, and I, I think the only one that was that already had all reservations essentially yeah. full. Yes, um, and then and then it was just like two that were in downtown Disney, and they were serving like a limited menu. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And um, even before uh, all of the new mandates at the park, we never ate breakfast there because we always woke up. And by the time we got through like that hour and a half of traffic, it was already brunch. So we couldn't even make it even if we tried unless we stayed at a hotel nearby or a hotel at the park. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, my gosh, we're early. Let's get Mickey waffles. I go into my app and I look at all the dining Literally nothing available. <laughs> nothing at all. I'm like, of course. Why Why did I even try? And then I kept looking at the app because you have an option on the app. Um, there's like a bar at the top. It says breakfast, lunch, or dinner. Or you could um, select times mm-hmm. for when you want to reserve. So I was like, hmm, I wonder what's available for lunch. And lo and behold, I saw a reservation for Carthay Circle alfresco dining. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I, the last time I went to Carthay Circle was for a bachelorette party like yeah. years ago. And I remember how fantastic that dinner was. So I was like, oh, heck, yeah. So I um, clicked 130 reservation for three. And they even ask you, like, do you need a high chair? Um, mm-hmm. Do you, Are you with any infants or babies? Like, what other accommodations can we make? So it was pretty thorough. It was like making a reservation for a restaurant restaurant because um, I don't remember it being like this for the bachelorette party that I went to I think it was just a call-in service so I was really happy to see that there was something because I had not seen any mm-hmm. dining reservations for those weeks planning up to this trip so I was like okay I guess somebody had canceled which I guess happens a lot um, due to you know people being sick people mm-hmm. having work um, x you know reason so I was able to get a reservation and I was really happy about that and and for our listeners who haven't actually um, been to even this theme park or maybe really only go to, to the one in Florida, uh, what is Carthay Circle? So Carthay Circle is at the at Disney California Adventure, mm-hmm. and it's the um, I think it's the one big fine dining restaurant aside from another one in Pixar Pier that is um, old Hollywood themed, very much like the Brown Derby at Hollywood Studios in mm-hmm. Florida. So it has a lot of beautiful art deco it is um, Mm -hmm. modeled after the i think the fox theater in westwood if you look that up that's what it is modeled after and it's called carthay circle um for uh named after one of the areas in hollywood that uh, Mm -hmm. many movie stars used to live and i love old hollywood um me and my husband both do and it it's been a place that was very special to go to. It wasn't an everyday kind of thing. And they had opened up the outside dining area for alfresco dining oh. due to COVID restrictions over the um, the lockdown and the eventual opening up of the parks and the restaurants. So um, it was really nice to see that there was something available because those are one of those things that I always think oh, people are just booking this in advance, like way, way in advance. So I was not expecting to see that. I was really only expecting to see La Brea Bakery. <laughs> <laughs> which is what I saw. Uh, <laughs> which is what you saw. <laughs> and um, for those who uh, maybe want to do Dapper Day this year or any yeah. Dapper Days, um, that is a restaurant that is very photogenic. Uh, so for your Dapper Day outfit, and they are very accommodating to the Dapper mm-hmm. Day crowd. They do allow people to sort of 
take pictures with different backdrops and, and areas. And uh, I believe there's um, you, some, a lot of people take a picture by the stairs. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, uh, it's a really lovely restaurant um, for those who are able to, to go. Uh, the food is amazing. Um, yes. The atmosphere is, is lovely. And um, it's not like there's a dress code, though you do probably want to dress up in that. And that's why a lot of people mm -hmm. uh, go there during Dapper Day. Yeah. And um, for anybody who's wondering about the food, it's very, um, it's like a steakhouse almost, but mm -hmm. they do have pastas, very, um, I guess, relaxed sort of dining they have mm -hmm. options for kids um, and they have a wonderful drink menu they have a full bar that is um, all of their drinks are named after and themed after many Hollywood stars and um, many of Walt Disney's uh, works so that's always fun to see um, and it's one of the small details that they put into the park that make it very magical so then that means that uh, your day started off at Disneyland uh, yes. if the reservations because you have to choose which park you're going to first. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we wanted to do Disneyland first because uh, California Adventure is the park that we had been frequenting because it was open for dining mm -hmm. and shopping mm -hmm. over um, the shutdown. So we definitely wanted to do Disneyland. And also because Disneyland has a way more many baby friendly rides okay. than um, California Adventure. And because Rise of the Resistance is there and we've been hearing that the cues for that ride were a little bit harder to get into than the okay. web slingers right okay okay yeah so in now heading heading to disney it's your morning um what what exactly did you end up bringing or packing like how did you how did you prep for the the day in that sense yeah so i have two different friends very close friends of mine that both have children they both pack very differently oh. i have one friend who packs for her three kids with one tiny backpack that we bought from Tokyo Disneyland years ago. <laughs> I don't know how she does it. She is like a wizard. I, I She has like some crazy magical mommy powers that allows <laughs> her to be so minimalistic. And It's like Mary Poppins kids. bag. Yeah, exactly. And she always has the right amount of diapers, always the right amount of snacks. Like she has like the thinnest stroller in existence so that they can pack it up, put it in the tram like back in the day. And it, I don't know how she does it. I am not at that level yet. She has <laughs> surpassed this. Like She unlocks so many other levels that I haven't even unlocked yet. Um, but we have another friend who packs bags on bags on bags. And she has two children. And so I take so many of my mommy cues from them. And okay. I take what works for me. And I yes. put it together. So I was able to bring just one backpack. Um, it's like okay. a medium-sized backpack that you would take to school, um, filled with diapers, um, plenty of snacks that my son likes in case that he doesn't want to eat anything there. Okay. Um, he drinks cow's milk now. He doesn't really exclusively breastfeed anymore, even though he okay. does sometimes. So I didn't have to worry about bringing um, a nursing cloth or um, knowing, you know, where I could nurse and where I needed to because I didn't have to worry about that. However, milk does spoil. So I needed to bring a cooler to put that milk in. And at this stage, you're, you're not breast pumping? No, I am not. No. So okay. I didn't have to bring my pump. Um, I... 
I actually stopped pumping quite a while ago, but I do have friends who still pump during the day because um, they they need a pump to relieve. And they have uh, portable pumps and they also have ones that don't have to plug in anywhere. But those are pretty expensive. So um, I've seen mommies in the park do that and like all the power to them uh, because babies need their milk. Uh, So we had to take one thing into consideration, which wasn't a baby thing, but the fact that um, my husband has class. <laughs> He's going to school right now um, <laughs> from 5 to 7 p.m. <laughs> he had a two-hour class, and it was a Monday, so he had to attend class. So that means we had to bring his laptop. Um, we have had friends who were in school who used to study at the parks, actually. They would go to Plaza de la Familia, which is like an, an eating area at California Adventure, kind of secluded away from all of the other rides. There's Disney Wi-Fi and you can also tether to your phone. So we knew that this was possible because our friends used to study at the park. That was like their happy place to study. And they got through school fine. So we're like, you know, we can do that too. So we knew we were going to get a locker rental because um, we had to pack extra clothes. We knew it was going to be around 90 degrees that day, kind of Mm -hmm. humid. But knowing Orange County and knowing that it gets really cold at night, we brought extra clothes for the baby and we also brought extra clothes for ourselves because we were wearing shorts and like a t-shirt. So we had rented a locker outside of Disneyland, not inside, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because we knew we were going to be going back and forth through the park during the like noonish one o'clock hour when we were transferring over to California Adventure. So um, we got a we got a, a regular size locker. There's a couple sizes you could get. The regular size locker is, I think, $7 now. And it fit his backpack perfectly with his okay. uh, 17-inch laptop. So it's not a small laptop, but we fit everything just like exactly. Um, so one bag was in there. And then we kept one bag um, for us. And that was the bag that we put in the stroller. And that was it. Okay, okay. So I mean, a a couple of things. Um, You mentioned the cooler. How big Mm -hmm. is this cooler? So my cooler is like a regular lunch bag. Um, Okay, okay. Average, I would say maybe no more than 10 inches, around 10 to 12 inches, um, and just one ice pack inside. And it was the bag that you brought with you into the park? It wasn't in the locker? Um, Yes. So we had two bottles of milk. So we were contemplating on keeping one of like the main cooler in there because he doesn't really like cold, cold milk. His, okay. You guys have to imagine he only has, I think, eight teeth. So it's mostly <laughs> gum. And every time I've given him cold drinks, he makes this face and he's just like, oh, my gums are like frozen. <laughs> <laughs> so we kind of have to temp the milk. So if I put cold milk in my backpack, I know it's going to be warm by the time he drinks it. So those are the little things as a mom you have to really prepare for. And these are the things that I had not taken into consideration back then when I didn't have kids. So I knew that I could either bring the cooler in and keep the milk cold and wait for it to warm up, or I could just keep the cooler in there. However, this tiny, tiny locker could not accommodate both. So Uh, it. it was a backpack and the cooler. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And then even in talking about um, how your two uh, different friends who are mothers like pack and how it's different, I think I just want to like shout out that there's no right way. No. I think that whenever you follow a, a at least my friends who, who are mothers, whenever they follow mommy blogs or Instagrams or Pinterest, it's always like this is the only way you can do it. Otherwise, you're mm-hmm. the worst mother or in the, the world. Worst and mother you- in existence. <laughs> You're harming your child. Uh, And in reality, it's like whatever fits for your family. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I'm not a big mommy blog follower because I can't have too much information thrown at me because then I start to question myself and my methods and practices. So that's why I, I turn to my mommy friends because they have been my best friends for a very long time. I trust them. Their kids are fantastic. Um, I am godmother to many of these children. So um, I take the best of what you know works for me that they do and kind of created my own way of doing it. So that's where I landed. One backpack and one cooler. <laughs> I think the other thing is um, uh, when you're mentioning just like the cold milk and the the face that your son makes, where um, you're talking about how attuned you are to his needs. Uh, for people who aren't around infants or toddlers, um, they, they're they like, what are you saying? What do you want? Like, like I need more, I need more data. I need more information. Um, but when you look at those subtle cues and you're actually attuned to your child, um, you're going to be able to figure out what their wants and needs are intuitively simply because you are actually caregiving for them. You're giving them attention um, and attention to detail in a way that someone else who isn't their primary caregiver isn't going to give. Exactly. And on top of that, mom is at Disneyland. So mom's going to do whatever she needs to do to make sure that she has a great time. Yes. <laughs> and if that means me making it okay for you so that I have a good time, these are the things that are going to be happening right now. Because this is my first time back. I miss this place so, so much. I want to ride these rides and there's nothing going to be in my way. It's kind of like that, like, um, very intense mom <laughs> um, trope, I guess. It's a real thing. You have not done these things for so long. You put yourself in the backseat for this ride of motherhood that something like this for me had to go really well or else it would have just, I would have been devastated. I mean, as a mom, you are used to taking the L on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, I know I can't go out with my friends and late night until one o'clock. I know that's not going to happen, but it's those little things that, you know, if you take the W on some of those things, it can just mm -hmm. carry you for weeks and months. <laughs> And, and we're saying mom, but you can make it synonymous to any primary yeah. caregiver. Um, mm -hmm. You having to put yourself in the backseat to take care of someone um, and, and they don't have to even be an infant someone. They can definitely yeah. be um, aging parents. That's a very mm -hmm. difficult uh, caregiving strategy. Um, definitely uh, children or adults with disabilities. Again, uh, a, a very tough caregiving strategy. Um, but we're going to we're going to use mom specifically because that is your experience. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, even when I used to go to the parks with my nieces and nephews, you had to kind of take a backseat to what they wanted to do. <laughs> I wasn't the hugest fan of Frozen in the beginning, but it was everywhere when we went. And so we <laughs> had to do all the Elsa and Anna experiences like Disney Junior. I had no idea what was going on at Disney Junior, but the dance party is something that those kids love. So, of course, I'm going to not go on one of the rides to make sure that they have a great experience because this is everything. This is their world to them right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, creating some compromise. Absolutely. So it sounds like then potentially this experience went well. Yeah, overall, it went well. I think being that we had prior experiences at the park and we were able to at least go on Rise of the Resistance um, and Web Slingers, actually. We, I, Are I, you I going to tell I us can about go, both? I, I, can, I can tell you about both because, um, 
I mean, overall, it was a great experience. I'm, I'm going to end it at that. Which which rides did you go on? Uh, and it sounds like you got to go on those two. Uh, did you have to did you get to go on others? And because you have a baby, what is this thing <laughs> called? Like a, a rider switch? <laughs> OK, so there's different words for it. It's rider switch, rider swap. These are things that I had heard of in my vicinity, but never had to ask about because obviously you're not always going to as a family go with people who can watch your children. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are rides like Rise of the Resistance and, you know, the Incredicoaster, many of those big rides, you have to be at least 40 inches tall. My son <laughs> is not even 25 inches <laughs> standing up. <laughs> he is tiny, very small human being. So he definitely cannot go on these rides. Um, there are plenty of rides he did go on and I'll list them off later. But um, there okay, I had to kind of put myself into the mindset of there is rider switch, but also we are in a boarding group. So there's like two layers of things that I did not know about that I had to kind of navigate. So I had to act like a newbie and ask one of the cast members, hey, I have a boarding group. Here it is. (laughs) I'm not lying. (laughs) It's coming up soon in 55 minutes. And I, I have to do rider switch. How does that work? So the cast member at Rise of the Resistance say, oh, all you have to do is when we scan your app, we also scan your um, paper ticket. So at the gate, when they scan your ticket Mm -hmm. on your app to get in, they also give you a paper ticket. I don't know if they did that for you. Did they do that for you? We did get two park tickets, actual paper ones. And I remember putting them in my pocket because I thought I would need it to be able to get into the other park. Yeah. So I did too. I I had no idea why I needed that ticket. And I still don't know why I needed that ticket. I guess rider swap is one of those ways. But there's another story about that. So what happened was our boarding group was called. Um, It took about, okay, so from seven o'clock, it took about almost 200 minutes for our boarding pass. So about like two hours and something. So that's why we knew, you know, we were getting, well, we wanted to get Mickey Waffles, which we didn't. So we ended up just going to Batu to get a Ronto wrap, which is a breakfast wrap. It's like a hot dog with scrambled eggs on top and cheese. Um, and that was our breakfast. And they have coffee there, too, if anybody wants to get coffee over at Star Wars Land. Shoot, um, I did not know that they yes. had breakfast over there. Yeah, I do hot dog and eggs. There. I'm good with that. Yeah. And so we got one of those. And then we also got one of the uh, veggie dogs. Because uh, we wanted something light. And uh, while we were waiting for the ride, we were sitting at an area that was in front of the restaurant that they have at Batu, mm-hmm. And we looked over to the right and we saw um, Smuggler's Run, the Millennium Falcon ride. Yeah. And I looked and I'm like, does that really say five minute? Is that a five minute wait? Yes. And it truly was a five minute wait. <laughs> and we're like, oh my gosh, when we went on this let me tell you, last time I went on this ride, I had a broken arm. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, some Comic Con shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, Comic Con shenanigans led me to a broken arm. So, I was not even fully able to experience this ride before I got pregnant because I was handicapped. So, I'm like, oh, let's let's try rider swap. And so, what they did is they they you tell the person, hey, I'm I'm going to be switching with my partner, and then they scan your ticket, and then mm-hmm. you wait in the regular the, the, queue, the paper ticket. A paper ticket, yes. Okay. You wait in the regular queue. So it's five minutes. He went in first. And then so when he left, they tell you, give your ticket to your partner and they can come in in the fast pass line. So when I went in, 
I went through the fast pass line. I didn't even have to wait in the regular queue. At this point, it was 20 minutes. Okay, yeah, big whoop, 20 minutes, right? <laughs> but in 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 this, you know, in the whole grand scheme of things, you are essentially switching the exact same spot. So you don't have to wait the extra time that you would have had to wait going through single rider because you are switching with somebody who had already done that wait. So let's say he went on and it was a 40 minute wait. He would still have to wait that 40 minutes. But when he switched with me, I wouldn't have to wait that 40 minutes. I would just go into the fast pass line. And that is how rider swap works. Wow. Okay. Okay. When the two of you actually switch, um, mm-hmm. Is there, because I think I've seen this at Universal, but I don't know if I've actually noticed this at um, Disneyland. Mm-hmm. Is there like an area where you stand or like a hidden room? Because there's like, or like where there's a TV playing. I know I've seen that at Universal. No. No. Okay. You're literally <laughs> just yes. kind of like shifting to the side. <laughs> or... Yeah. Or just in the area. Um, <laughs> okay. you, you don't have to be right next to the ride. So. When he went on Smuggler's Run, we just found a shady spot near the Millennium Falcon so that he can run around. Um, if you guys ever been there, there's like a huge space for people to take pictures. And because it was so early in the morning, still around nine o'clock, not a lot of people were taking pictures. Um, and also the photo pass people were on the other side. And we were like in the corner where there was mm-hmm. the most shade. And okay. I noticed that we're, there were a lot of younger like babies there too, with their moms taking a break, um, nursing some of them over there. And uh, it was just a nice shady spot to let your kids run around and there wasn't a lot of traffic. So that was one of the places in Star Wars Land. If you ever need a place for your kid to get their wiggles out, you could just have them run around there. And it's very picturesque. You're right under the Millennium Falcon. It's it's kind of cool. Um, but yeah, we just waited for him there. And then he just texted me, hey, I'm ready. And then I told him where we were and we swapped right away. And then I went in, um, I walked all the way in. And let me tell you, when you go in and you just say, oh, just one in my party, <laughs> makes you feel a little lonely. <laughs> oh, one but, is the loneliest <laughs> number. So I had to and this was only because it was my comfort. Like, I was just very nervously, oh, yeah, yeah, I, my party's outside. I'm not by myself. There was nothing wrong with going to Disneyland by yourself. I did it a couple times when I was, you know, uh, just on my own. But knowing that you're with a family and, like, you're just kind of randomly there, especially on a ride like Smuggler's Run where you have to negotiate with your team who's <laughs> going to be where. And, like, you have gunners, you have engineers, you have, like, you know, the the pilots. pilots. It's very interactive. <laughs> so yes. you kind of have to talk to your group. Okay, so slight awkwardness for you. Slight and awkwardness. I'm, I'm guessing knowing AJ, there was no thought of any awkwardness. No, not <laughs> at all. <laughs> and on top of that, he was, his boarding where his group at um, Smuggler's Run, none of them spoke English. <laughs> so there was oh. no communication whatsoever. None. Okay. None, none at all. And he was like, that was a very interesting experience. And they had all been first timers on the ride. And the mom was so scared to press the buttons because she didn't want to like oh, no. mess anything up. That <laughs> Break the ride. <laughs> as an engineer, you only have to press one button and it flashes green. It's very That's obvious it. because boop, boop, boop. it is such a crazy ride. Like... <laughs> She did not press that button. She pressed the one on top of it. <laughs> so <laughs> he very nicely was like, it's okay. Don't worry about it. And she felt so bad. And it was it was really funny when he told me about it. <laughs> but um, yeah, so Rider Swap, 
that's exactly how it worked at Rise of the Resistance, even with a boarding group. So oh. we had two different experiences, though, at the boarding group with Rise of the Resistance and the boarding group at Web Slingers. Okay. So Rise of the Resistance, they treated it the same way a smuggler's run. I okay. scan your ticket, you come out, and then I scan it again when your partner goes on the ride. Okay, makes sense. But then I looked at my app as I was reserving for Web Slingers. They only scanned one boarding pass. So that meant there was a leftover boarding pass that was my partner's. And I'm like, wait, they have to clear this one out in order for me to get on the next boarding group, which they didn't do because they only scanned one since I decided to ride the ride first. And I'm like, oh, no, I can only reserve for myself for Web Slinger. So I did. And I was in boarding group like 160 or something. Okay. Okay. And then as I left, I was like, hey, can you clear this one out? Because I have a rider swap and he's going to be using this ticket. They're like, yeah, sure. Okay. And so they scanned it. And then I got another boarding group for him. And that was like 179. Okay. So I'm like, okay, two different boarding groups. So essentially in my head, would there be able to be a way that four <laughs> people can go on the ride? Because I had two different boarding groups now. Because <laughs> I'm doing the math in my head because I finally have, you know, some me alone time. <laughs> Not worrying about the baby in line here. I am, and I'm thinking about this in that first part of Rise of the Resistance because there's like a mini ride before the ride. And I'm not paying attention to anything at this point. I'm like, how do I, how do I do this? But then I'm like, okay, wait, now I got to be present. So um, I finished the ride and then I go, well, I guess we'll just find out on Web Slingers later on after one o'clock. Because that did not make sense to me. Because then essentially they're not even letting two, they're not just letting two people ride, they're letting four people ride. Mm -hmm. And all they need is a paper ticket. There's no identification that they ask for. You don't have to prove that it's your ticket. It's just a ticket and your one day pass doesn't even have your name on it, that paper ticket. So I was like, okay, we'll, we'll see what happens. And um, by the time we went to Web Slingers, they said they were not supposed to do that. Ah, okay, okay. So I was like, oh, but I didn't ask. I was like, oh, you know, um, how does my my partner was like, went over there and said, how does writer switch work? And then they explained it very differently than when they did at Rise of the Resistance. They were like, oh, we have to scan both of your boarding passes. So she has to show me her phone and scan both of those digital ones. But we had different boarding passes. And he had explained, oh, that's not how they did it on the other side. They just scanned my paper ticket. And because... They did that. They were like, okay, we'll let it slide. And then we actually were able to get two of our friends that we met at the park a boarding pass because all they had to do was show my phone. And I'm like, well, they're my partner. So there it is. There you go. Okay, okay. So you got to gift a a wonderful experience to your friends who sounds like they didn't get the cue. Nope. They didn't even know about it. There are levels of, of Disney friendships. Yeah. Yep. They didn't even know about it. And they're like, oh, there's a queue. <laughs> okay, and, so yeah. yeah. Tell us about the actual two rides. And um, we did get Billy's experience in the yeah. last episode for Web Slingers. Um so, uh, as far as I know, of all of us, you're the only one who's ridden Rise. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> what is that like? Rise was oh my what a sensory experience that ride is um i had had the privilege of going on to many rides at walt disney world you and i both ariel and um 
I forget. Did we ride Ratatouille together? Oh, that one is in Paris. Yeah. Uh, yes, that one is in Paris, but they are building one in Walt Disney World. We did That's not. That's why I was. We did not. Yeah. Okay. Mm-mm. In fact, it wasn't when we open. were at Walt Disney World, the whole Pixar side was like shut down because yeah, yeah, they yeah. were building something. That's right. That's what that was. So all of these meld together. So on another layer, I've had the privilege to go to other parks in other countries. And Ratatouille is a trackless ride, which means it does not follow a track. So they included that ride and elements of Guardians of the Galaxy or Tower of Terror. And they included Star Tours, those elements of movement. That's all to say that they put all of these elements together in one ride. You okay. walk in, you're, you're going through um, the queue and everything, and there's um, costumes from the movie, there's um, like helmets and props, very much like Star Tours where they have all of the droids around. And when you get there, you are put into a holding group and they do a little bit of a, like a small show. And they go, oh, you see Ray, and she comes up as a holograph. And okay. just like how Leia does when R2-D2 projects her, it's so cool. Um, it's very much like in Harry Potter when you go in that ride and you see the three of them talking ah, to you in okay. the classroom. It's mm-hmm. like that, but way cooler. It looks legit. Um, and Ray saying, oh, you know, like you're, you're going to be helping us and this and this and this. And then you go into... Um, kind of like a vehicle where you're standing as if you're in a subway. So it looks like Star Tours where there's a screen in front of you and then you see screens on the side like um, where the pilots are and where the Mm -hmm. drivers are. Mm -hmm. And you, um, I forgot the guy who says, uh, it's a trap. Who's that guy? General. (laughs) uh, I forgot his name, but it's a trap guy. It's his species, but it's not. It's not. Oh, Admiral Akbar. He looks like um, he's got like tentacly things. Squid, squid face. Oh, uh, species is Mon Calamari. Mon Calamari. Yes. I've heard that. There yes, you go. Yes, <laughs> Calamari. He's a squid. Um, so you're in there and then you're like going to help them on this mission and then you get hijacked. You even get to talk to Poe. He's like one of your, um, he's he's one of your like uh, escorts because okay. he's in a ship. But then you get hijacked. Your transport ships gets hijacked by the First Order. And then knowing me, <laughs> I was like, I've ridden subways before. I don't need to hang on to a pole. I should have hung on to a pole because I almost fell flat on my butt because it like starts to jerk and stuff when they hijack you. And of course, because I was a party of one, I wasn't really in any corner. I was like the last one to come in because okay. I was like taking pictures and stuff of the ride. And where I was standing is where the door opens. And I was like, oh, no, I'm going to get hijacked. I better move because what if they like <laughs> grab me by the neck, oh, no. <laughs> which they wouldn't do. And that's why I moved back. <laughs> I moved back. But then like a first order person like literally comes in and goes, you are coming with me. And I was like, Ugh. and so all of us had to go. And then we get um, oh. walk through. And that's where you see the stormtroopers. Like, I'm sure a lot of people have seen that big, huge room, mm-hmm. kind of like a, a loading hanger full of stormtroopers like maybe like a hundred or so of them and you literally have first order cast members just watching you and it's like tower of terror where they're all in they're all in character so you are being led to a prisoner cell and uh, wait are these are these cast members or is this a hologram these are cast members actual cast members 
so they're dressed in like full full oh, like first so order and they're kind of scary oh um, okay. yeah so you go and you walk in and then you walk into where the first order is like holding you and then they tell you a color and so you're orange you're gray this and this and then so they put you in this hallway and it looks like you know really intimidating and then they have somebody go okay you party stay on the gray you party stay on the orange do not move from your like places and they're like really <laughs> serious about this and then i'm like okay i'll stay in my place <laughs> please don't kill me and you stay in that and then the doors open and then there's four different rooms kind of like okay. star tours where you like okay. load in mm -hmm. but you're not loading into the ride yet you go into another holding room and that's where you see um kylo ren and oh. you see the other first order dude the one who the one who's like his second in command in the movie okay um i know he's he played a weasley <laughs> i forgot oh. his name oh, oh yes yeah, <laughs> you yeah, know what i'm yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, he yeah, played, yeah yes he was bill in uh, harry potter um he's way there hotter too. in harry potter <laughs> no, way, way hotter in harry potter not he was like a little he was a little biatch in yes, Star Wars. Yes, yes, he was rude AF. <laughs> yeah, so you get in there and then um, I think that's when Kylo Ren like turns around. You see his like animatronic and then they go like do away with the prisoners or whatever like that. And then then <laughs> they're like, oh, you're going to keep either they're going to keep you or they're going to kill you or something. And you're in this tiny room. It looks like a triangle. Okay. It looks like one of those... Um, uh, like funhouse rooms. If any of you have ever seen Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, like the really old movie, and they all get shoved into this triangular room that looks smaller than it actually is. That's what it felt like. Oh. And then so I'm like, wait, there's no way out of this room. How are we? Where is the ride? And at this point, you're like, where is the ride? I don't see the ride. And then, of course, because I'm a party of one, I was standing right where the door opened. So <laughs> Ray comes in and she goes, we're going to break you out. And the door behind me, like starts to sizzle and it oh. like makes an opening and then the door comes out and it slides to the side and they go and you see all of these resistance like pilots we're gonna break you out come on let's get inside and, and again it's like, these are cast members these are cast Still. members oh not holograms okay. yeah it was like such an experience and then they go okay we're gonna load in like are you guys ready to get out of here and everyone's like yeah and then so <laughs> we go in and then you get loaded into like it's a six cedar um pod essentially kind of like a like a hovercraft i guess mm -hmm. and then three in the front three in the back and then they take you through the like facility and then like you go and then you get stopped and then you go backwards and then you go around and then you go backwards again and then you get put into like uh, you stop in front of a screen and mm -hmm. then you see all the TIE fighters, everybody's fighting and stuff. Like at this point, like they're trying to break you out. And then it lifts you up. The whole thing <gasps> elevates you like like um, Guardians of the Galaxy and Tower of Terror. It moves you all oh the way up. And then you see more fighting and stuff. And then you like shift to the side and then you go back uh, and then they uh, drop you. Uh, you don't even know when they drop you, but they drop you. It's not like Guardians of the Galaxy, like where they drop you up and down, but they drop you once and then you go into another part and then um, you see you see the lightsaber come down and then it like... <gasps> Uh, is Kylo Ren trying to kill you? <laughs> and then, yeah, from like the roof. 
from the roof like ah! you stop you look up and then you see the lightsaber just go and then it like goes and then like as if you're gonna die and then you eventually get to like the front of the ship where like kylo ren is and then he like turns around and he goes like no you're not gonna get away and this and this and this and then and Emo. then you like go through the ride yeah <laughs> and then you go through the ride and then uh explosions happen and like it was so wild like i had not seen so many elements of a a ride just put all together the, the, the vehicle itself was shaking like you were getting pulled back going forward to the side you were being lifted up and down um and you're putting in a screen and then there were like other things that didn't look like a screen but it wasn't tacky it didn't okay. look disjointed it was very seamless in your okay. experience through the ride and the ride the ride probably lasted about like five eight minutes Maybe wow. more. I, I mean, that still the whole experience sounds immersive. Yeah. Just even in, in so... the, those little waiting areas. Yeah, like multiple waiting areas because then you get your instructions from Ray. You know you're going to be on a mission. Then you get put in another vehicle that mm-hmm. moves mm-hmm. like Star Tours. But that's not even the ride yet. And then oh, they take you through like another area. And I can tell why when I was watching reaction videos <laughs> when it first came out, how people were like so emotional because... I never felt so immersed into the Star Wars universe until I rode that ride. That was just, and it's already really immersive being in Batu because everybody, you know, speaks to you like they're in, you know, Batu, and you know they mm-hmm. they call people different things. Coca Cola is not even called the same thing there. <laughs> and this was just like another level of immersiveness, and it was. I would totally ride it again in a heartbeat because yes. it was so great, and it really puts you like in the Star Wars universe and it was beautiful the way they did it. I really loved it. And of course, not a ride you could bring a baby on. <laughs> no, not at all. And you know what? He's gonna have to go through hoops. Like he's gotta watch the movies. He needs to know context. <laughs> he's gotta earn it earn his stripes. He's gotta earn his stripes. So when when I went, I just had no words and I was just like, you need to ride this ride. And I was like, you experience it. And we went over. Thankfully, my son was sleeping the entire time. Uh, okay. We were doing this first rider switch. That was another thing that I was very wary about, like okay. the waiting periods, because mm-hmm. he does get a little antsy. He's very active now. He loves to run. But mm-hmm. it's a lot to watch a stroller filled with all of our belongings and watch a person not run into other people. So mm-hmm. luckily, he was sleeping and when we had switched this is where the fan thing comes in okay i had seen all of these moms with like multiple fans just like you get these on amazon they're like mini personal fans that have a um a little claw that can go onto the handle of the stroller so okay instead of like those neck ones this is one that has a clip yeah, it has a clip okay. and it's like a, a adjustable like claw, like um, kind of like a squid, okay. and it's uh you can mold it to however you want it to fit on oh, your stroller. Oh, bendable. Okay. Yeah, bendable. So some families had one, some families had two, some families had three, and I'm like, I don't even have one for my sweaty, sweaty child. Oh no! <laughs> so it was starting to get hot at this point because it probably was like noon, and uh, the lady next to me, her daughter was sleeping, and her her daughter was a little bit older. They were both sleeping. And then I was fanning my son because, you know, I'm old school and I have a fan. And so I was fanning him. (laughs) And she was so nice enough to be like, would you like one of my fans so that your son could get a little air and you could take a break? And I'm like, thank you. Uh, I 
thank you so much. And she's like, no, no, we're both waiting. My my husband's on the ride. I'm like, my husband's on the ride too. And so she let me clip a fan and he was a little less uh, sweaty. And we were talking about where she got it. And she's like, yeah, you could buy it here at the park, but it's like $30. Oh. So I bought mine on Amazon for like $10. And this is what we use all the time when we go um, out. And I'm like, thank you. And she's like, yeah, don't even waste your time getting one here. That is Disney magic. It's um, it's a fan that has like very, very small holes for the air to go through. So the kids okay. can't put their fingers inside. Good. There um, we go. Okay. Yeah. So it's baby proof. And um, we did end up getting him a fan there. But it was a Mr. Fan that had a foam blade. So he would put his hands in, but he wouldn't hurt himself. And that's the one we ended up getting him. Uh, but yeah, the mom was so great. And um, yeah, like you said, Disney magic. Only... Only at Disneyland you'll see something like that. <laughs> yeah, and there you go. And you you paid it forward by gifting mm-hmm. some people uh, some Web Slinger tickets. Exactly. So Web Slingers is like a whole other thing. When you go into Avengers Campus, it doesn't look like much, to be quite honest. It's literally <laughs> all, it's kind of like a walkway. And at that time, uh, Spider-Man wasn't doing any sort of like oh, web slinging. Okay. You go into Avengers Campus and my son loved this huge... uh, Tony Stark's heart, like, uh, medallion-looking thing Mm -hmm. on the floor. Did you notice that one when you went? Yeah, a little arc reactor. Yeah, yeah, the arc reactor. Thank you. I'm, like, forgetting all the words. So he loved it. He kept stepping on it, and it was really hot, and he tried touching it, and he was like, ah, that's hot. (laughs) It's, like, metal. And I'm like, don't touch that. So he was there. I was able to take a ton of pictures of him. And then we walk through, and I think maybe it's because there wasn't a show there it just felt really awkward the placing of everything as you walk through yeah the, did the you feel sh- that um so the way that it's sort of shaped is like hard angles and yeah. yet if you look at it essentially from above it makes you think of like a balloon yeah right or it's yeah. skinny and then goes out but because of where the little mini lands i don't even areas i don't know what yeah. you call them they're they're hard edges in yeah. each section and particularly where like dr strange is like the there's yeah. there's twists and turns but it's still a hard edge um so when there's no interaction going on i could see how that would just be sort of disorienting <laughs> like when you go into cars land you automatically see it's like radiator springs it's like one big thing and mm-hmm. like a lot of the lands are like that even with pixar pier like you have like a clear sense of direction of yeah where you're it going. opens up whereas yeah. this is narrowed in first mm-hmm. it's narrowed in exactly so we go into the spider-man like uh, the web slingers like merchandise area to the right mm-hmm. of where mm-hmm. the where the ride is mm-hmm. and the ride's like a little bit i feel like it's hidden I had to look for the arc and also like it's a blind turn from where the queue starts, like the actual physical queue. So I had to really look for it. I'm like, where, where's the ride? I don't know where the ride is. Rise of the Resistance is sort of like that too, where it's hidden in like mm-hmm. a corner. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, I mean, I knew it was going to be like that because of where it's located on the map. And it's like yeah. uh, an outlier and not yeah. like part of like the circular um, Disneyland Railroad um, yes, shape yes. of the park, so I knew it was going to happen there. But I was a little, I was a little surprised that it happened here, knowing that it was a Bugs Land and it was already in the park. Yeah. So we went in there, and I saw like all the little spiders that like Billy was talking about that help mm-hmm. you with the ride. But I had still no idea what was the ride. I I don't know how this ride works. I I'm not. I'm so like lost. And so we went in there, and it wasn't time for us yet. So. Um, we went and it was a Doctor Strange show. 
Oh, you got to see it. Okay. I got to see it, but I yeah. didn't get to go in and see it. I saw it from a bush. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> from the shawarma cart, because that was essentially where AJ ended up doing class <laughs> at five o'clock. Oh, oh, oh <laughs> it was that late? Um, yes, it was it was already that late. Um it was it was getting up to there because we went okay. into the park around two o'clock. It was after one already. Um and our reservations for Carthay Circle was at three. We ate and everything, and then by that okay. time it was around four thirty. So we knew he had mm-hmm. to get into class soon. But um our our rider switch was already up, so it was actually perfect timing. We both okay. got to get on the ride and then he went to class okay. in front of the shawarma cart <laughs> with uh all the characters behind him yeah and that sounds like disney yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> dr strange doing his like portal stuff like right behind it looked really cool because like you you hear his voice and then you see like the doors opening and then like he comes out of a portal nice. um because the did, screen is did aj record any of this or show his no. classmates oh 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 he didn't record it but because it's a zoom class yeah he was he's doing his his class and everything and then his professor's like why do I keep hearing the Avengers theme? And he was like, uh, and he had a background on the whole time so that he wouldn't like ah. out himself that he was at Disneyland. And he's like, uh, it's because I'm at Avengers campus. And he's like, what? You're at Disneyland? And he's like, yeah. So he turned off his background. And then he's like, uh, I am at Avengers. And you just see this guy stand up with his laptop and just like do like a full 360. And then... Um, and then one of his classmates is like, is that Loki behind you? Because right behind is like an amphitheater kind of section. Mm-hmm. And that's where the characters yeah. stand and like yeah. interact and wave. So Loki was there. Black Widow was on the side. And then like a couple, like his, his class is two hours. A little bit later, like Captain America's like off the balcony saying what's up to the people. <laughs> and his classmates are like, what the heck is going on? what is life right now what is why are you there's avengers literally behind you what is happening it was really funny to see because he didn't tell anyone um but yeah when we went on web slingers that's when the lady told us oh they weren't supposed to do that but you know honor it this time and then like billy said when you go inside it's like you're in a testing lab it looks like you're in a classroom for kids there's crap everywhere just like small things trinkets um and this one is a lot like guardians of the galaxy where you get put in one holding room and Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. peter comes out and says hey you know like i'm testing this new technology like we're highlighting these young scientists and you see like you know pictures of actual kids i don't know if they're actual scientists i really hope they are that'd be super cool um because they're supposed to be you know sponsored by um his school and like all of their technology and you know he says that you know mr stark is helping me like develop this new technology and this and this and then essentially that technology is the little spider bots and they're supposed to you know help you do things but then they start to multiply and they multiply as peter is talking about stuff and he's just like oh no like what's happening and he's like (laughs) uh i gotta go and uh, somebody's calling me and so clearly has to change into spider-man at that point and he like leaves and this process was so much quicker than rise of the resistance that i couldn't i couldn't like and i was the second one to go on this ride so i didn't really get to like pause and wait because i went through the fast pass line oh yeah um so i didn't really get to see a lot of the things that billy might have seen i went in a whole different queue um so i went like right into like that first holding area and then you walk through and then you get loaded into those big 
uh, um, vehicles that Billy was mm-hmm. talking about. That's mm-hmm. like, okay, so he described it like Toy Story Mania, which is small and it only holds two on a side. Mm-hmm. This holds four people and it's a huge vehicle. Like, okay. think okay. twice, maybe three, maybe two and a half the size of the Haunted Mansion. Oh, um, buggies. Carried okay. the buggies, the Doom buggies. It's like huge. And the way it works is you're just sitting there. There's no, I, there's one lap belt and you have this like control panel in front of you mm-hmm. that looks like, mm-hmm. like very flat and like thin. And you see an outline of yourself. And I was like, wait, this is like the connect. Do you remember uh, when you're trying yes. to like orient yourself with the connect? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. like a stick figure that mm-hmm. sees and senses you. That's yeah. what the technology is so you are a little stick figure and you could see and I started putting up my hands and I look like a little stick figure like doing this Mm -hmm. there was a little boy next to me could probably be around like five years old and his two parents and uh we were all like trying to figure it out and then they say all you have to do is flip like you have to pretend Ah, you're shooting a web and that's how you're gonna get the nanobots and so I'm like okay easy enough and (laughs) As awkward as I am, I look at my hands and I'm like, how do I even? Is it like a, what is the is shape? A, is this, what is the shape? Is this a, I love you? Is it like a rock on? Like, I don't know. <laughs> See, as you, then all of a sudden, like, I'm like, I want to do this right. Because a Toy Story, like Billy said, it's like an actual motion. You have something tangible in front of you that you can, you know, like shoot things mm-hmm. with. But this is just your hands. So you don't really know how far up or how far down. Like your comfort level is like all of whack and you go through and it's like toy story mania you go through um different screens and then mm-hmm. but this one is like when you go through toy story mania it's like a little curtain that opens and it's like a, a carnival yeah um, attraction right this is like uh guardians of the galaxy where it's like a huge screen and you're okay. in a lab or you're in the street or you're okay. in like the top of the building or something and there's so much going on like is this since- on a track or is it track this list? is on a track this okay. is on a track okay. just like toy story you don't go up and down or anything it's just you're you're being moved okay. through um okay. through just like one flat surface okay so you're going through and then like you see how accurate i guess this technology is because you you literally throw your hands out and you see a web just like shoot out from like your area you just see it it just happens and you first have to get over that (laughs) and you're like wait this is how is this working and then i had to remember this is like connect so you really just have to like use your body and like Mm -hmm. your emotions Mm -hmm. for those of you who haven't played the connect it was basically an add-on to the xbox yeah and it used um Sensory motion, I guess you can call yeah. it. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and the and the camera would mm-hmm. also um, it was looking for certain blocks of shapes, uh, mm-hmm. so it could tell if this was like an uh, like a furniture object. Um, and uh, the problem with it was the color of clothing you were wearing. So if you mm-hmm. were wearing black, it could not recognize you. Yeah, you'd miss parts of your body. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you would like be missing an arm or like. If you're very like dark skin and it was like not well lit, it would also not recognize your face. So your stick figure would have like no head. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was way more advanced. Uh, and also because you're leaning against essentially a blank screen, oh. it could recognize you a lot better. Okay, and, it didn't um, have to try and sense the space. 
it knew that there was nothing by you. Yeah, there's okay. nothing by you. And there's so much light in front of you because of okay. not just the projections, but also like they had effects mm-hmm. and things like kind of spinning at you. Um, it, it was able to recognize you very clearly. But yeah, you just like kept going. Like your arms are just like flailing around, like trying to like throw like these bots. And then um, there's different colored bots that you could get more points with. Uh, okay. There's okay. a huge bot that like you all have to work together to like kind of like a boss mm-hmm. that you have to work mm-hmm. together to like take down. And that happens a couple times. And um, it stops every so often to like calculate your total. And this kid next to me was like, killing it i only had like maybe like eighty thousand. he was already at like a hundred fifty thousand, and i'm like what what is going on and so i looked over and he was just punching the air and i'm like that's so much easier than like thinking to thwip because you don't have to thwip he was literally (laughs) just punching the air and he was hitting so many bots by punching the air because the technology is not going to recognize if you have like the thwip motion it doesn't care it just needs you to move so that's why he was like destroying us in the uh, rankings. But I was like, okay, next time I'll know how to do that. Um, but I think the ride is of ample amount of time. Again, like maybe around five to eight minutes. Mm-hmm. By the time your arms are tired, <laughs> and um, it totals all four of your scores, but then it combines them together and then it gives you a ranking. Um, okay. I don't remember the ranking right now, but um, you don't really get like any sort of prize. It's just no. you know. Bragging it's symbolic <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah that's that's basically the the ride so it was pretty cool very um i guess one level when you compare okay. it to rise of the resistance okay. um just as immersive i think with the story and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think i would have to write it again to get more details okay. and i'm sure that there's a lot of easter eggs for the next movie that i just could not see (laughs) because it was bots everywhere and um things sounds like mayhem it's mayhem it's (laughs) it's absolute mayhem so be prepared so so you both uh rode your rides aj is uh essentially he spent all of class at avengers campus so did you all move to the all of class okay all of class and then i ended up ordering ahead um at Pim's Kitchen. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, so I realized a lot of people did not know about mobile ordering. Um, there's just a big group of, I think, Disney goers that are not used to it. So they yeah. always have another line, which only probably has one cast member to wait and order food. And mm-hmm. that line was all the way, almost to the Quinjet. Mm-hmm. That's how long it was. But I knew about the mobile ordering system since the morning. So I had ordered and we just waited for class to end. And then I picked up my food and that was it. Um, the food was okay. I don't know if it was the time of day. It was like oh. night time the i ordered the chicken sandwich which i really wanted to get because it was just so funny oh the not so little chicken sandwich yeah the not so little chicken sandwich the chicken was dry the bun was dry uh the tater tots were the saving grace (laughs) um the bar looked cool but we really weren't into drinking any alcoholic drinks at the time um and because we had already had alcoholic drinks at Carthay Circle. We were like, oh, maybe we could just skip this one. Um, but my friends got shawarma, uh, my friends that we ended up meeting up with. They had shawarma and they loved it. 
Um, so I think they said in comparison to the chicken sandwich, they much rather have the shawarma and that's a walk up. You don't have to okay. pre-order for that one. Okay. So maybe next time I'll try the shawarma instead. <laughs> and then was that the end of your Disney day? It was not the end of our Disney day. We kept okay. going. Only okay. because we had... So while, while AJ was in class and we had both ridden our rides, um, my son was getting really sleepy. So what we ended up doing is um, he likes movement to fall asleep. Okay. So I took a, a very strong walk around Hollywood Studios. <laughs> it was like a power walk for me. Um, normally I would walk him around my neighborhood to have him fall asleep but this time I was like hey I'm at Disneyland so here we go so I went through and I hadn't gone through Hollywood Studios for quite some time and we went through Guardians of the Galaxy they were still doing their show with uh, Star-Lord and Gamora so they still had their dance party and everything and then I don't know if many of you remember but during uh the the shutdown they had little Disney plus photo ops for the new Disney shows. So they Mm -hmm. had one for WandaVision. They had one for Falcon and Winter Soldier. And then they had one for Loki, which used to be um, Legacy Pass holder exclusives. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now they're all out. They are just in different areas of the park. Um, There's one like right where Captain America used to stand. There's uh, the WandaVision one is where the stage is and Mm -hmm. you can Mm -hmm. put your phone right in front of the TV monitor and take a selfie, a time selfie, and it'll be like you're in their TV monitor. It was really cute. And then there was a Loki one in the corner where Black Panther used to be. And then they moved Black Panther to the left, almost where the the theater is, where they Mm -hmm. would screen stuff. Mm -hmm. And then they had this area that called Backlot 39, 36, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. something like that is essentially a soundstage where they had a lot of merchandise um, when you couldn't go into World of Disney. It was like a a, adjacent and they had a lot of holiday stuff during the shutdown last year. Okay. Um, Now they turned into a whole Marvel Avengers uh, store. It's just all Marvel Avengers. Okay. And everything Marvel. I went in there and it was cool. Um, cold in temperature so the AC was blowing it was nice and they had figurines like actual collectible figurines they had costumes they had props that you could buy um, exclusives they had uh, different Avengers Campus um, merchandise Mm -hmm. because they Mm -hmm. only had that one web slingers um, store so -hmm. they had much more of their stuff there and what was curious for me to see is when I was looking at the figurines is that they had one huge Wolverine one Oh. They had a huge gambit one. Oh. And then they had the Fantastic Four and me being the conspiracy theorist Marvel yes. person that I am. And I'm like, they are definitely preparing for something because yeah. I've never seen any X-Men mutant no. in any way, shape, or form in the Disney parks whatsoever. Mm. So either they're using this as a marketing opportunity for them to sell more merchandise or they're actually telling us mutants are coming in one way or another, (gasps) which I'm really excited for. The Um, the forbidden word. (laughs) The forbidden word, yeah, which is, you know, going to be in our lexicon very, very soon. So I was really excited to see that. And um, yeah, my son fell asleep and I went around to Animation Academy, got myself a cold brew smoothie. at the smoothie area and then we just chilled there until um it was almost seven so i had a little moment of zen there and then i i went back and he was almost done with class and then we were able to um go to 
Pim's Test Kitchen and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. we had heard that there might be fireworks. Maybe. Okay. So okay. we all headed over. We went to get our uh, change of clothes. I changed my son into his warm clothes. I put on some pants because I was starting to get cold. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my husband was able to put away his laptop in the locker on the way back mm-hmm. to Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So when we got to Disneyland, we already saw people lining up on Main Street um, for the fireworks, I guess. But yeah. I noticed that a lot of the lights on Main Street were off. And I'm like, okay, they used to do that, but they used to do that all at once before yeah. fireworks. So I was like, this is kind of weird. So we started asking around because we were getting mixed uh, signals from people around us saying there wasn't fireworks, there was fireworks, there wasn't fireworks. And I'm like, which one is it? Is there fireworks? Because people at California Venture were telling us, yes, there's fireworks. People on Main Street were telling us there's no fireworks. And people, do you mean guests or casts? Both. Oh. <laughs> we were hearing it from people. And then we asked cast members. And even the cast members were telling us two different things. Okay. So all the at people Cal- were confused. All the people were confused. So we were like, okay, it's around 8.30. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, pre-order a corn dog because we're hungry now. And we Real. want to kind of erase the dry chicken that I just had. <laughs> so the corn dog cart, which is my favorite place to get a snack, uh, it usually has a line. And it still did have a line because many people, again, did not know mobile ordering. But we ordered when we were in California Adventure. So by the time we got there, you press the button, they make it ready. Um, So we got our corn dog and we go, oh, it's only 840. Let's go to the Tiki Room. Because at this point, my son had not gone on a ride um, aside from Winnie the Pooh. Okay. So Winnie the Pooh was the first ride that he went on. And that is dark ride. It's just, you know, very simple. A lot of black light. And he was... He enjoyed it, but I don't know if he was freaked out by it. He wasn't scared by any means, but I was recording him because I couldn't see his face. He was sitting in front of me. Um, And it was only us two because, and I'm sorry, but I'm backtracking throughout like earlier in the day before we even went to Avengers Campus. It was really hot that day. So right when we parked our stroller to go in, my husband gets a nosebleed. He's like (gasps) dripping blood, like seriously dripping blood, like it was a lot. And he's like, it's not stopping. It's not stopping. And I'm like, uh, we're going to go on this ride. Maybe you can go over to the shop over there and maybe they can help you. Maybe they have first aid. He's oh. like, okay, I'll be right back. Oh, <laughs> As he no. stuffs a bunch of like tissues in his nose. But it was really hot that day and humid. And um, he was probably really dehydrated and dry because we didn't have a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Um, that, so, that, and that happens. You do get nosebleeds when you do get nose that sort of level of extreme heat. And, yeah. and if if you both have a have a child and a stroller and backpacks you aren't you aren't light (laughs) in what you're wearing and the things that are pressing on your body no not at all and then so he went to go take care of his nosebleed and then we went on we went on the ride and he enjoyed it it was it was really cool and i was like okay he did fine he didn't cry there was a point where there's like lightning because i think Pooh was caught in a Mm -hmm. lightning storm and he didn't get scared or anything he just kind of was like what is this okay why intrigued. are there things coming at me what is that who is Pooh? he doesn't know who Pooh is he doesn't watch anybody the Pooh at all but i'm like i think this is a safe ride to go on so we went on that one he liked it so okay. when we went back okay. and then you know fast forward to nighttime already we were gonna go to the tiki room he's used to dark stuff and we love the tiki room and we can yeah. eat our corn dogs before the show and um yeah it was like the show was at 8 50 
8.55, actually. So it was five minutes before the fireworks and or projections were supposed to start. Because mm-hmm. at this point, we heard no fireworks, just projections on the castle and Main Street. Okay. That okay. explained the no lighting on a lot ah. of the buildings. And I'm like, okay. okay. Sometimes they do both. I think you and I have seen a show where they did fireworks yes. and projections. Yes. So I'm like, gorgeous. could be either or at this point. I don't know. I wasn't given a paper... Uh, um, agenda for the day, yeah, because yeah. uh, they don't give those out anymore. It's no. all on your app. Yep. So I had, I have no idea what's going on. So we went to the tiki room. He loved it. He kind of got scared from the like big boom of lightning. Ah, yeah, but yeah, yeah. He was, he enjoyed all of the singing flowers and stuff. He really loved mm-hmm. the birds, mm-hmm. and you know, he was able to dance a little bit. Um, but I think now he probably thinks all plants can talk. <laughs> <laughs> outside know. waiting for the lemon tree outside waiting for up. the birds of paradise to start talking at him um <laughs> but yeah he enjoyed it and then we went towards the castle and we were like okay let's see if there's actually fireworks because it was supposed to start at nine it was just a projection it was like a dance party that they had before with like oh. remixes of okay. disney songs so it was like edm remixes of let it go and mm. um yeah it felt like uh, a Disney Channel dance party. Okay. okay. <laughs> so it was cool. Um, but we knew he wasn't going to um, pay attention to that. So we went, let's go to Frontierland and let's see if, you know, um, AJ loves to go shooting at the mm-hmm, shooting gallery. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we did that. Um, I went shopping for pins uh, while he did that. And then after that, we were like, we can go to the castle because at this point the fireworks were done and everybody was going home. Or the, like, the projections. Yeah, the the projections, thank you. Mass exodus of people. Normally okay. after the first show, they all leave. Yeah. So yeah. everyone left um, and we took this as a good opportunity to get a photo pass picture in front of the castle because it was nighttime. Yeah. And um, earlier on, we just propped our phone up in front of a pole and we got our picture <laughs> there because there was yeah. just three of us. But because there was not a lot of people, now we were able to get a photo pass um, with our friends also. So that was easy. Then they lifted up the gates. Mm-hmm. Right when we were done with the picture, we went through and then uh, we took him on the carousel, which yeah. he really liked. Um and then we went on Dumbo, which he loved. Okay. No fear whatsoever. He was pulling the lever up and down. <laughs> um, he he went all the way up. And he, I don't know if it's because he doesn't have a sense of height yet. Yeah. But yeah. he wasn't scared at all. He was just focused. <laughs> and then... Um, then we went on It's a Small World, which he Yay. really, really liked because, you know, they're singing, everything's bright. Um, we literally walked on the boat at this point. There was okay. no wait time whatsoever. Okay. Um, we could have ridden it twice if we wanted to. <laughs> and then after that, uh, we had ridden Storybook Land boats earlier on in the day. Okay. Um, and there was a mini parade. It wasn't a parade. Oh. Mm-hmm. It was um, like... A vehicle with multiple tiers, kind of like the River Bell during Fantasmic, yeah. where all the characters go on. There was a lot of characters on that little. Okay. Um, maybe I think it's called a cavalcade. Yeah. Right? Is that the word? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, cavalcade, and it was just very short, so it wasn't really like a parade that people were going to wait for. It just happened, and then mm-hmm. there it goes. <laughs> so mm-hmm. he got to see a little bit of that before we went on the Storybook Land boat rides, but. Um, yeah, he was just sitting 
the entire time. No big reactions. Okay. okay. Um, earlier on, also, since I'm on the subject of what babies can ride, we tried to go on the the Tomator like tipping cow mm-hmm. ride, mm-hmm. where like the tractor ones. He was not tall enough to go on that ride. Oh, I thought he was. Okay. But they were like, oh no, he doesn't reach 30 yet. Uh. So that's the minimum for that one. And I think the only one he could go on was the dancing cars. Okay. Um, but we didn't go on that ride. Um, instead, he wanted to run around. Yeah. And for parents who want another place for their kid to run around, there's a little walkway between Avengers Campus and Cars Land where normally they have um, Tomater and Lightning McQueen come mm-hmm. out before mm-hmm. they go to the Cozy Cone Motel mm-hmm. and take pictures. That little area is barren oh, all the time. Okay. So we just let him run around. We took pictures and he was able to get his wiggles out yeah, there. Yeah. And, you know, that way he could sit back in his stroller. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. So all in all, how would you rate this Disney experience? I I had a fantastic time. I think it's because we set pretty good parameters for ourselves and we weren't expecting much. Mm-hmm. I mean, normally I have to go on Pirates and AJ has to go on Haunted Mansion. We didn't do any of that Mm -hmm, stuff. mm -hmm. We didn't go on any big rides. We didn't go on Matterhorn. We didn't go on Splash Mountain. We didn't go on Incredicoaster. Mm -hmm. Normally, those are the rides that we go on. We we just forewent any of those things. We were like, you know what? We're just going to take our time Mm -hmm. and chill and go with the flow. If we get to do stuff, great. But if we don't, that's okay. And I think it was that, you know, managing those expectations of coming yeah. back and knowing that there will be another time yeah. for us to go back mm-hmm. um, really helped out. Well, and it, it also sounds like you both enjoyed living vicariously through your sons, sort of experiencing all of these things be new, right? You, you both, yeah. I mean, it sounds like you're really attentive to like paying attention to, okay, what is, like, how is he responding? What is he thinking? What is he looking at? Like, where mm-hmm. his reactions are? Um, and that that level of a, a attentiveness, probably not things that you were checking when you ride rides with friends. No, not at all. We don't check those things whatsoever. <laughs> and also, we know what he is responding to now as a young one. And he's a little bit expressive now. And he has a sense of, you know, what is one thing and what is another. He isn't just a little potato child like he was a couple <laughs> months ago, just sitting there, not doing anything. He's he's kind of, you know, tuning himself into the world around him, which was, I think, a really good um, place in timing wise for us to go because it wasn't a total loss yeah. in just watching something yeah. <laughs> while we were at the park. He was experiencing things too, which was great. Well, is there anything else that you want to let our listeners know about your experience or about just like prepping to go to the parks with an infant? I think my advice is just listen to your baby. <laughs> um also have many experiences see how they do at downtown disney mm-hmm. if they like those sights and sounds and noises um also like how do they act when they're at an outdoor mall mm-hmm. that's another way to gauge if you can go to downtown disney um how long are do they have to be in the stroller before they start wilding out <laughs> i think that's a good <laughs> um are snacks helpful like normally my son has a, a pile of snacks in front of him as long as he's munching on something he's fine mm-hmm. um Just really knowing, like, if you need to go home early, go home early. It's not a total loss. Um, If, you know, let's say it didn't go as well as mine did. Mm -hmm. I know I have a lot of prior knowledge that I can build upon. Mm -hmm. And I've gone to the parks with many different ages of children. So I kind of 
can expect what is to happen and what doesn't happen. And I also like to push my son a little bit. I, I don't um, try to shelter him from a lot of things. So I let him experience things that, you know, maybe other mothers or caregivers might not have that same comfort level. Mm -hmm. So I would just say whatever is comfortable for you and for your baby, just listen to yourselves mm -hmm. and you should have a really well, you know, rounded experience. And like, don't worry about getting the perfect picture. Yeah. <laughs> that is not going to happen. <laughs> I think the picture that we ended up picking was one out of probably 50 burst pictures <laughs> that we took maybe even a hundred and also thankfully one of our friends is a photographer mm -hmm. and he came along and took pictures for us that I'm so thankful for um and he knows my son very well so he knows what angles to get him and so if you have a friend that can do that for you all the better but if not PhotoPass does a wonderful job yeah. too at yeah. getting angles and getting kids attention because that's all they do all yes. day yes yes yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, for anybody else going back to the parks, please, please uh, DM us um, on our Instagram or uh, tweet us uh, on our Twitter at happiestpodgt. Um, and let us know what your experiences were like in the park. Did you bring kiddos? Um, mm -hmm. What, like, how uh, did you? navigate the virtual cues um, yeah. as successfully as uh, Billy and Steph or as unsuccessfully as me. <laughs> um, just uh, uh, let us know. Yep. And if you have any other tips and tricks for us, um, feel free to let us know. I am one to always find new things because my son is growing and taking a two, three, four-year-old is different than taking a one-year-old. So I would love to hear um, everybody else's thoughts on bringing kids to the park. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.